What is up, everybody? It's been a little bit, but the jewel miners are back. This is Sunny. And I'm Jeff, and I'll be up for another, what, 40 minutes before my 10 o'clock bedtime. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. So this week, um, we're talking about a brand new song by a Canadian rapper who's only Canadian when it's convenient. We're talking about Drake, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so today we're doing Emotionless by Drake um, off his new album, Scorpion. Uh, this was uh, technically my pick. Uh, I picked the song, but Jeff had the idea that it seems an appropriate time to uh, go through a Drake song. I know so. a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome, and all she did was post pictures for people at home. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Here's my question to lead this off. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, Sonny, we need to do another song. We need to do another episode. And Sonny was like, yes, yes, we do. I said, what do you want to, uh, whose pick is it? Is it your pick? Is it my pick? Because like the Gambino track just needed to be done. And um, I guess it was my pick. I was like, oh, so it's Sonny's pick. Sonny, go ahead and pick. Or do you want to do a Drake song? <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to do a Drake song, because it's timely, how about either March 14th or Emotionless? And you're like, okay, I'll make a decision between those two. Pretty much. <laughs> so you hadn't even listened to the album before that. Any any reason besides like not being the um, the biggest Drake fan in the world? No. Um, so I've, I've actually my opinion on on Drake's kind of evolved over time, right? So I used to be a pretty big Drake hater, um, but over time he's won me over a little bit, but. You know, when I try to think about, you know, okay, what what is my, not relationship, but what is my experience with Drake? And um, there's this uh, ESPN reporter, uh, Bomani Jones. I don't know if you know him or not, but he also, yep. he talks about music a lot too. He's like a big music head. And the way he described his experience with Drake, I think fits me perfectly. And I'm paraphrasing is basically he said, Drake's a talented dude who makes really good music that I just don't care about that much. Um, what makes you not care about it? I don't, I don't know. It's like I, a, a lot of him seems disingenuous. So then I have a hard time connecting with his music because I don't know how much of it is him being, you know, what's what's dubbed a millennial rapper simply because he knows you know like that the iron's hot that that's that's how i need to make music right now to sell versus um that's what he wants to make right like i never feel that way about a guy like childish game or about like a chance to rapper i don't i don't feel that way about those guys but when i'm listening to drake i'm like i don't know like is this guy for real is he not for real like what's what's going on with him, you know? Um, so that's part of it. Now, usually, if I hear one of his songs, um, yeah, like I'm I'm kind of like the stereotypical Drake hater, right? Like I'll say all that, but then one of his uh, one of his hits comes on, and I'm there bobbing my head with everybody else, 
Um, so it's, it's, it's a weird experience I have when listening to Drake. Yeah. So like nice for what, for example, is how I like my Drake. I like my Drake with up tempo, uh, crazy nice beat mm-hmm. behind him. Right. Yep. Uh, I like, I like my summer jams from, from Drake yeah. and I like it. I like it shallow with some clever wordplay, but nothing too deep. Yep. And I feel like there's two Drakes. There's that Drake. And then there is forced emo Drake. Right. And you know what? Like, I, th- I think that I, I'm with you. I can't put my finger on it. I just don't believe them. Right. That, that's it. It's just, I don't know what it is, whether it's delivery, which I'm not always a fan of, uh, but I, I respect it that people are. Um, but nice for what on this album is what I want from Drake. Right. And, and um, that makes talking about emotionless uh, very interesting for me because it's not that kind of. Exactly. Drake. Yeah. Agreed. And so what do you think of the track? So I, I actually liked it. Um, so I listened to it, you know, quite a bit, trying to trying to kind of form opinions and really get into it. Um, and I liked it. And like, here's the, like, like I said, I think Drake is a talented guy. Um, but, you know, my problem is I don't know how much of it is genuine. And I had some of those issues with this song, too. If we want to jump into it. Um, yeah. What's, what's the part you talking about? So let me, let me find it. It's, um, I think it's the, the second verse. Yes. Yeah, the second verse where, he, where he's talking about, you know, I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome and all she did was post pictures for the people at home. Right. So he, he's portrait, he's creating these, I mean, obviously, fictional um, characters, right, to to discuss um, kind of what a lot of older people look at as the millennial plight, right? Like, oh, millennials are just super narcissistic. They don't, they're not even enjoying the experience in front of them. All they care about is taking selfies and posting on social media, all of which for the most part is pretty nonsense, right? Like, are there people like that? Yes, but, you know, you'll, you, I know... 50-year-old women and 50-year-old men that do the same thing, right? I don't think it's a generational thing. Sure. I think it's a personality trait. Right. My problem with this whole piece was all three of the people that he's portraying, um, he chooses to make girls. One, because I think he kind of knows his fan base um, is highly female. But the things he's talking about, I think... He, he as an artist gets hit with a lot of this, right? Oh, he's a millennial rapper. Dude's always talking about how his feelings are hurt. He's always crying about some girl that, you know, isn't calling him back or isn't dating. Like there's so many of his songs are about that. So for him to take, you know, these criticisms that he's laying that he gets hit with a lot. And in, in 2018, where we're kind of forcing uh, the Neanderthals to look at how we talk about gender and how we discuss women in real life and in pop culture in 
in just a lot more depth and in genuine ways for him to just lay all these criticisms on female fictional characters to me was like, be smarter than that. You're, you're already writing these fictional stories. Why not take it the next step and really make the symbolic point that you're trying to make and not just lay it on, you know, um, Snapchat girls is basically how I took that part. And to me, it was like, you, you have this opportunity. We, we get what you're trying to do. Um, you know, do it better. And to me, that's, that's also the part of Drake that kind of bugs me. It's like, yeah, you're talented, but where's, where's the next step in your writing, right? Like, where's the next step in your craft? I zeroed in right on that passage too, man. And here's the thing for me, um, right in the heart of that second verse, right? Yep. It's, it's what we fixate on. Yes. He's talking about Instagram girls and the shame on that is, is, is fucked up. Right. I'd have less of a problem if, if he spent two bars talking about how we're, we're living a lie on social media and living a different life in real life. So why don't we just make everything real? Right. Too many bars devoted to that. Yeah. And the thing that, 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 uh, that changes the context of this whole thing for me, or at least amplifies it is ending it with, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Yeah. So he uses this setup where he's shaming these, uh, these Instagram girls essentially uh, for acting like they're happy, but being depressed and just kind of like oversimplifying depression and uh, mental illness in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And, but then, then he's, then he's bringing in, uh, you know, m making a response to this is the reason why I didn't say I had a kid until now. Right. And directly referencing Pusha T and the story of Adidon, yeah. right? Where, where he calls out and says, you're hiding a kid. Yep. You're a deadbeat motherfucker. And his response to, hey, you're a deadbeat motherfucker. Why don't you step up and be a dad is... I have been a dad, but I'm not putting it, putting it out there because the internet is fake right. and we live in a, in a culture where um, all of this is at and I'm trying to shield my kid from it. Like, uh, to me, the response needs to be to push a T, not, not like shaming these Instagram girls. Yeah, and the, the whole thing about the, the line with the kid felt, felt so hollow to me um, because... So you have no problem putting every other inch of your life in, in public. <laughs> right, right. Right. Like you, you grew up on television. You were a child actor. You were a child star in hip hop. You're now an adult star in hip hop. You, you got no problem putting on Instagram when you're, you know, at a grocery store in Little Havana and paying for people's groceries. Uh, but, oh, no, no, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to hide the world from my kid, this world that I'm constantly out in public. It, 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 you know, that again lends to the disingenuousness that I feel from this guy. Um, yeah, like I thought. Right. Don't, don't try to act like you don't, don't try to be naive on opportunity right. cost. Right. Yeah. Like, like uh, there's another line in here where he's talking about, uh, oh, geez, where's, where's that line where he's. Basically wishing he could go back in time. Oh, yeah. At the, at the top of verse two, 
missing out on my years. There's times when I wish I wasn't, uh, there's times I wish I was where I was, where I was when, okay. There's times when I wish I was where I was back when I used to wish I was here, missing out on my days, scrolling through the life and fishing for praise. So here's, here's the thing. Like, I think, I think that, that tongue twister in there in the, in the play on words is dope yep. on the surface. First off, like there's times when I wish I was where I was back when I used to wish I was here. Um, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, like, like, you know what? Like, um, I relate to that. There's times where I wish I was back when I was broke eating ramen, uh, making records in, in a, in a bedroom. Uh, and that felt like my profession and skipping school was my job. Yeah. Right. Like, no, I, I mean, uh, I, I messaged you and Fabs today saying, Hey, I, I was listening to jar 11 and was like, man, that was a, that was a dope mixtape that we made. And I'm sitting there at work. I listened to it a little bit and I was like, Oh God, I wish it was 10 years ago, you know, and we were still doing this. So, and I think a lot of celebrities too, you know, you, when they're giving introspective interviews, a lot of them say like, yeah, like my celebrity has given me so many amazing opportunities. Um, but in this culture where so many people suffer from mental illness to varying degrees, right? Like I think we just think of mental illness a lot of times as, as the extremes, but I think everybody has some shit that they're dealing with and, um, you know, th- this idea of, God, I wish I could go back to being anonymous a little bit, uh, I think was very real. It, it feels real because you can relate to it. But then, you know, for him to transition from both lyrically uh, putting down a few tight bars and content-wise it being great to, you know, him slut-shaming girls because that's you know, the popular thing to do, um, to me was bogus. Yeah. You know, the thing about this song is that I'm, you know, I, I went hard on that part. Right. But reading through that part too, there's a lot I agree with and there's a lot that it makes me think about. So it's like, it's, it's like this mixed bag for me, man. Like, um, I don't like his flow on this. Yeah. It's not that good. The beat the entire way. Right. And a lot of times you're, you're willing to give up on a, like, I'll give him a pass because the, um, he's trying to, he's trying to weave a story. Right. right? And like, like if it was, if it was about bars in particular, then like that, that flow better be locked down more than it is. Uh, and especially like the, the instrumental on this is yeah. nice. Uh, like the, that, uh, that Mariah Carey vocal sample is, is, is really cool uh, and sets a tone for, for it. And I, I, it's, it's beautiful, but like, even in this, like I, I wrote hard on his whole thing with the Instagram stuff and I wasn't hiding uh, my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid from empty souls who just wake up and look to debate until you staring at your seed. You can never relate. Like the, the, that's the thing is like, I can relate. Like, I have two kids. I have two boys. Uh, and like, I can relate to that. I'm not a celebrity. I don't got a bunch of people breathing down my neck and everything like that. Um, but I can, I can relate to wanting to 
shelter in certain respects my my boys from from certain mm-hmm. things um this this week um and you know this but like i don't know that i've, I've talked about it on the on the podcast before but like um i'm estranged from my dad and like every once in a while he he texts me in like a um you can, t- you can clearly tell that he's intoxicated right it's like it's like Five, he's old, old man. Uh, he's like happy, happy hour right. drunk, right? Like, like five, five in the afternoon. He can't put sentences together, and he sends me like thirty six single line texts, right? Uh, of just a stream of consciousness, and you know, he, my dad loves to walk this. He's a sociopath, so he he manipulates people. So he says, "Hey." Um, uh, it basically tells me that my nephew told him that I had another son because my, my son's three months old mm-hmm. now. And and says, and his name's, uh, it says, uh, it basically let me know, hey man, I know you have a kid, and another kid, and I know his name. And just so you know, I'm a great grandfather. <laughs> and it's kind of, it, it's kind of like, you know, like that's not even a social media right. thing because the dude can barely set up a Facebook profile and, and definitely only checks that every every so often when he needs to. Uh, and he's got a history of hiring PIs and everything. So he can find the stuff out that he wants no matter no matter what. But it's like it's it strips you down naked when people startle you with what they know. Right. right? And you didn't tell mm-hmm. them. And. Um, it gives you like this panic that like, okay, like, cause he's using it to hold power over right. me. Now, 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 like what power is that actually? Like it, it's, you know, you, like I said, private investigator, you can look up anything right. you want and a kid's name and the fact that you have him is not something that's, it's largely benign, right. but, but like, when I was listening to this this week and that was going on this week and I got to start like, like empathizing with Drake a little bit, like just get inside his head a little bit and kind of merging his head with mine. You know, when, when push comes out and and says, like basically reveals your secret to the world, right? How, how much, how, how must that have stripped him down naked? Right. Even if it's like, it's not something that he's embarrassed about. At least I wouldn't think he would be. Uh, it's something that he didn't come straight, straight out and, and put on a, on a track. It doesn't mean he's embarrassed of his right. son. Right. He could yeah. be. And I mean, we don't, don't know, right? We don't know. We don't know that we know Push's version and we have two bars of his version, but we, yeah, like we don't know what the feeling is there at all. Right. Yeah, so it's just I can relate with that. I don't know how to feel about my dad calling me out on this stuff, uh, and it really doesn't matter. And I've actually taken uh, you know Drake's biblical advice here. Um, they always ask, "Why let the story run if it's false?" You know, a wise man once said nothing yeah. at all, and. I've just for five to six years, my dad has been having one-sided uh, text conversations right. with me. You know, 
Uh, and I, you know, I, I talked to Julie about it. I was like, I was like, Hey, um, you know, should I like, should I like talk to my lawyer friends and stuff like that and, and consult and, and, and reaffirm that, uh, saying nothing at all is actually in my best interest here. Cause like he hasn't committed a crime. He hasn't done any, what he's doing is, is weird and doesn't feel good, but it's definitely not something where, you know, like he can be arrested or anything like that. I could take a restraining order right. out. Uh, uh, you don't have to have cause for that, but um, you know, that, that only provokes people. Right. And I, and I don't know that it's, I don't, I don't want to give him the satisfaction knowing that any of this is bugging me. Cause I'm not even sure that it really, it really is bothering right. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I like, I can understand like not launching back in a full attack when someone uh, gets personal about it. It's one thing if you're changing, exchanging bars back and forth and you're just trying to prove who's a better MC, but when it starts to get personal and you're trying to drag people through the mud and you're trying to uh, reveal people's truths that, uh, you know, they should be able to own themselves and, and address, which he does across this right. album. Um, it's it's just a weird state of mind that it puts me in as a private citizen who's not like in the public eye. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like with uh, like the loneliness and the scrutiny scrutiny that you know he faces right. from that. Yeah, it's funny you you focus on that that line because I was just thinking about that too when he says you know they always ask why let the story run if it's false you know a wise man once said nothing at all except you then don't say anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't say a wise man said nothing at all. And then six bars earlier, say, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. <laughs> when you could have made, You're so like, right. he could have made the, he could have still made all those bars about Instagram girls. And the point he was trying to get across would have still gotten across. Although I feel, and you know, not, not the best way, but he still could have gotten, gotten and you could have he could have even dropped in the you know from empty souls who just wake up to look to debate until you start until you're staring at your seat you can never relate you can even leave that in there and it's like kind of a vague line like oh yep it's 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 kind of a reference back to you know what push said but i'm not i'm not talking like i'm not getting into that i'll i'll exchange bars with this guy i'll exchange bars with this guy but i'm not getting into anything to do with my kid and just leave it at that but those those two lines, they're like, what are you doing? That, that's what I mean when I was talking earlier about it. I, just, I feel like he's he's got skill. He's talented. There's definitely songs that come out that I'm like, okay, that's dope as hell. And I want to listen to on loop. And then, you know, it, it just feels like when it comes to the craft of writing, he's he's incomplete. He doesn't know where to nip and tuck. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately, that's spot on. It's it's almost haphazard. He knows that he wants to talk on this stuff, but he also knows that this stuff is stuff that people will right. eat up because it's confessional type. And it's stuff. him. And but it's, it's him. Like, like, He's what are you super ultimately famous. trying to say? You know, so that, I mean, that's part of it too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Is if it's me talking on this, uh, it comes off as like holier right. than thou, right? Ultimately, here here's what it boils down to. Uh, this made me think about a lot of stuff 
which is good. I like when songs make me think and make me relate back to my, uh, you know, my own mind. Let me take my mind out for a second, set it on the desk over here, and let's just talk about it from a, from a bar mm-hmm. standpoint, from a from a hip hop standpoint. This is a song that is talking on a beef, right? right? A squash beef at that point, albeit, but a beef. So this is the next, the first song on Scorpion, really, that that addresses this whole thing head on. So his response to uh, Push is, uh, who, who dropped a bunch of personal accusations on him, his response is, yeah, what you're saying is truthful. And instead of going at you, I'm going to uh, blame the reason that I wasn't more forthcoming on Instagram right. girls. I'm going to deflect. <laughs> I'm going to deflect and I'm going to attack a class of people that don't have supporters that it's very easy for me to knock down. Like, that, you know, no, no one's going to cape up for Instagram models, right? Like, no one's going to cape up for that, except, of course. I am right now, but you know, most people are like, oh yeah, like, yeah, that's right. I've seen so many people quoting this on Twitter whenever, um, as a response to, to Instagram girls posting pictures on their vacation and things like that. And it's like, why, why are we doing that? Just, you know, uh, but what he's saying about them is not novel. It's been talked ad nauseum. The, the, the thing here is that you're hiding right. behind it. You're hiding again. You're, you're not addressing stuff. And uh, the bottom line is if this was Meek Mill, you would have gone a different right. way. He, listen, when he, when, when, <laughs> when I first heard that he and Push were beefing before I actually listened to any of the stuff I heard about it, my first reaction was, Drake, you don't want this. Like Push is a 40 year old man. Like he, you know, like this, like (laughs) it's like when you think you can beat up your dad and then you actually fight your dad or wrestle with your dad or like, you know, you get a glimpse of that old man's strength and you're like, oh, I don't actually have this. Like I I got nothing here. Um, I feel like he went after push thinking, oh, push was washed, you know, you know, the clips haven't been, you know, relevant, like Drake's been relevant in so long. And I think he forgot that push came up in an era when beefs were still legit, where it was all about the bars still, right? And not just about fame. I feel like most of the beefs that have happened over the last five, seven years have been, you know, the whoever's most famous gets crowned the victor at the end. Uh, and like he, he, he started something with push and push is like, nope. This is uh this is not going the way you think it is, young man. And he, you know he just went old man strength on him. Yeah, it's like uh uh in Mister yeah. Miyagi. Like he's 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 not. First of all, push in terms of flow and ability, um, probably every bit as good as Drake lyrically. I don't know. He, he's probably, I don't know if he's better or worse. Like, I think that you're, you're splitting hairs there. They're probably equals when it comes to, uh, you know, like fully produced tracks and things like that. He's, he's not Meek Mill, right? Like when Meek Mill was beefing with Drake, it was like, what's even the point of this? 
Like, what's this going to accomplish other than, you know, Drake just getting another notch in his belt of another, another winning another beef? Um, I feel like this is the first time he's gone up against somebody that still feels like he's in their prime and came hard at him. You know, like his beef with Common so long ago. It's like, yeah, Common's on the back end. He's, he's acting like he's randomly putting out tracks every now and then. Um, you're, you're not getting Common at Common Sense level of beefing, right? You're not getting Common versus the NWA, Common versus Ice Cube level of beef. You're, you're getting uh, Common that yeah, has a problem with you, but he's not really putting all that effort into it. When he's beefing with Cardinal, he's, you're beefing with a guy that nobody really knows. Uh, so whatever. Yeah. You're, you're going to win that. You're beefing against me. Now you're going against a dude that to a certain degree has some real street cred, has probably the same ability that you do and just seems like is meaner than you are and is willing to talk about places. He's willing to go places you're not willing to go. And it was just like, that's a mistake. He also doesn't have the platform that, right. that Drake has, right? Like, he's not he's not mainstream. No. I mean, like Daytona is riding and off this beef. Without this beef, does Daytona do the numbers oh, it does? Yes. No. Daytona's oh. still a solid album. Daytona still gets rotations in, you know, from uh, right. on my streams, right? Like, it's it, yeah. it'll get that. Uh, but is it... it is it going to get the... Was, wasn't it like number one on iTunes for like a so week? So far, no. It, it was doing so like... Yeah, because it was... Not, there right. was nothing well, else yeah, out that's, too. That was like, smart, it was good timing. Placed. You know, he's got Kanye beats on there. Um, yeah, like it was like... And Daytona generated heat for the uh, Kids See yep. Ghost project. And the Yay out. I mean, it just brought to light like, oh, uh, he did yep. this with Kanye. And... They recorded it in Jackson Hole or yeah. wherever the hell they were in Wyoming, and that's weird for for yeah for, yeah. <laughs> for rap right. to come out of that. And and Kanye paid uh, X amount of dollars to get Whitney Houston's uh, hotel room bathroom picture to put on the the album cover, uh, and like just all sorts of sensational stuff. And then oh yeah, by the way, Kanye's going to put out five albums this right. this month. I, like it's all it's yeah. all money, man. The reason reason Drake's not responding, like don't kid yourself. It's because it's because yep. Drake wants money and doesn't want push but, to have yeah. any more. Um, it, it's that Jay Z line, it's, right? It's, it's that Jay Z like, line. You never beef down. And I think if you're Drake, you have to consider beefing with Push as beefing down. Like you have to look at Push. Like what? Fine, you win round one. Guess what? I'm ending this. You're not getting a round two. Over. Oh, well, it was like it was a couple yeah, rounds. They, they right? went back, like, but you know, like Daytona. Daytona was initial shots. Drake right. responds. Everybody comes out with which I was surprised about because Drake doesn't respond to much, and uh, then push right. assassinates well, him. I, Just I, I think they, I think something. Drake responded thinking, "Who is this dude? Like who? Like he? I don't think he." I don't think he ever expected Push to come out. And part of me feels like Push baited Drake with Daytona. Right? Like he baited him. He's like, come on, I, I, I need a response so I can drop the hammer and just end this. Uh, 
But I think Drake's doing the absolute right thing. You discuss some of the things you want to talk about, um, even though I think he's not doing it in the most genuine way, and then you let the beef die. It's what, you know, it's what LL did with uh, cannabis back in the day. I think most hip hop heads will tell you that LL lost that. But what does history tell you? It's history tells you LL, right? He, he became, he's the one that blew up. He's the one that became famous, that made terrible movies, um, that had a bunch of great albums. And cannabis is a dude that if you're really into hip hop, you know him, you know his stuff, you know he's skilled, but you know, he never blew up to LL's level. These mega beefs, man, like, I don't know that there's real clear cut winners and losers in it. Cause it's like, like who, who won Jay-Z Nas? We did. We won Jay-Z Nas. We were the victors who, who, of that who beef. Won, who won right? Biggie yeah. Pac? You know, who, who won, uh, uh Ice Cube right. NWA? Like, like all of these are just the process is what's the win. It just like you said, we're yeah. the one that won with it. And I think what sucks with this is like, okay, Drake, I what whatever this song is made me think, and I kind of like it. Uh, but what I really want you to do I is do. go after yeah. Push directly, and and see right. and see where that goes, and say say fuck it to the money, and whatever. Just do the sparring because at the end of the day, right. you're a rapper. And that's what you're yes. supposed to do. And and right. he didn't do it. And it disappointed well, it's just me. like, you know, all the 50s beefs that he had in the early, mid-2000s, right? They went back and forth. And the best thing about that was 50 never backed down. And one by one, I mean, he basically ended careers there, right? Like he ended Ja Rule. He basically ended Fat Joe and the entire Terror Squad crew, right? Like all those guys became pretty much irrelevant after that beef ended. Um, I want to see that. Fat Joe's had a hit in the last two years, though, Man. hasn't he? Fifty, 50 has not yet. That's bankrupt. true. Fat, fat, fat Joe waited. Fat, fat Joe was <laughs> like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to write. I don't want any more of this. I'm sick of getting beat over the head. I'm going to ride this out. Wait till 50 is done. And then I'm going to come back. 50 or uh, Fat Joe is a cockroach in a nuclear yep. uh, explosion. It's like it, it's I'm not calling him a cockroach because he's a he's an insect. Yeah, he, he won't go. He's yeah. a survivor. And like, I think stays, the great thing about 50, like, I think you see it in a lot of celebrities. You see it in people that are great at what they do. Like they burn really hot and really fast and then they're done. I think that's what happened. And I mean, I guess you can't really say if he's done, like he's doing, you know, he's producing shows and he's doing some other things, but in terms of hip hop and rap, right? Like he's done. I don't think we're going to hear from him again. Um, maybe if he desperately needs money, he can do, he can do a money grab and maybe he and, uh, and we'll get back together and put something together. But I, I don't think we're going to hear anything from him. When was the last time he put anything out? Like seriously, I I don't was it was it when he was going back and forth with Ye and what mm. was clearly a fake beef to try and up each other's album sales. I would argue that um, 
the only mediocre record he ever put out was know, Get yeah, Richard Brett, Brett was his first one. Like everything else was everything yeah, else is below yeah. average. But but uh, this is good. This was his yeah no this was this <laughs> this uh, when you first said let's do Drake I'm like yeah you know the it, it's the timing is appropriate. Uh, but then when I actually listened to this song specifically I'm like yeah this this is gonna have some meat. This is, and we didn't even talk about the first verse, yeah. which has plenty, you know, it has plenty of stuff to talk about on its own right. too. Um, but yeah, this was a, I might actually listen to the rest of Scorpion just to give it a listen now. There you have it. Ring an endorsement. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>